compassion is my religion and my purpose will always be love. I'm Neva Kochava. As we become aware of our thoughts, our words, and our intentions, we set ourselves on a powerful path. It's the path of transcendence, the path of rising above and going beyond limitations. But what does that mean? Well, I'm going to clarify this for you because right now, we're still in the beginning process of giving form to the idea that you can transcend life's difficulties. That is to say, we're establishing the understanding and the process of how all things can be possible. If you're like so many, you've heard this before, and you've heard that miracles are possible but it's becoming more and more like these miracles are extraordinary events that we hope for. But because we've seen or experienced so little of the miraculous, we're not really sure it's possible. Or maybe it's for someone else, but you doubt it's possible for you. I've seen this over and over. Perhaps we ask for healing, we pray, we hope and we may even feel as if we believe. But do we really know what we're believing? Do we really understand what we're asking for? And do we know how to receive answered prayer? I know it's possible and I want you to know how it's possible. The entirety of season one of this podcast has been deliberately laid out to help you Establish the beginning process of your own self-transcendence. Self-transcendence is synonymous with our own self-improvement. If we always stay in our comfort zone, we make no progress. It's important to know how we can not just achieve more, but to overcome our negative or limited thoughts and beliefs. Everything always begins with awareness. Remember, awareness is empowerment. So I'm going to give you some practical ways to help you begin to transcend your own limitations. First, I believe the place we all need to begin is by setting some goals. Here's the first step, and I'm referring to what I call micro-targets. These are realistic goals or targets that you can achieve. It may be something like getting rid of an old habit or something that you know is holding you back in some way or it's producing some kind of negative effect for you. If you have something to aim for, it can serve as a good source of motivation. Just be sure to set a target that's within your ability to hit. And second, Recognize any area that your thoughts may be creating barriers. I would call this self-imposed limitations. We can be affected in subtle ways, sometimes subconsciously, through our perspectives and by our own thoughts and ideas. When you catch yourself thinking a limiting thought like, I can't do that, 
try to reverse it immediately and tell yourself, I was born to do this. Don't be limited by your own thoughts. And next, people around us all throughout our lives can have a strong influence on us. The world has its share of critics and today it's at an all-time high and it's because of all the ways we have to communicate. Don't listen to people's negativity. Have you ever heard it's better to be alone than to be in bad company? Well, there's a good reason for this. Negative energy can be very draining and negative words can even work subliminally, so be aware of what you're exposing yourself to. It's important to differentiate between advice and criticism. When you can learn to ignore negativity, you allow yourself to be free to achieve. And fourth, self-transcendence does not come through half-hearted attempts. If you can harness the power of concentration, you will gain incredible strength so you can focus on one thing to the exclusion of all the other unimportant things that are often common distractions. If your attention is divided, usually your energy is equally divided. Self-improvement will come spontaneously when you learn how to focus your energy and to finish what you start. Fifth and lastly, you know all throughout history we've had many people set examples, make discoveries, break records, invent, create, and do incredible things that at the time they were told couldn't be done. Find areas of interest to you that you can gain inspiration from someone that may not have had a formal education, or perhaps they came from a broken family or endured some kind of hardship, so you can gain insight from their determination and from their ability to overcome criticism and obstacles. Sometimes, if you aren't surrounded by supportive or encouraging people or circumstances, this can be an amazing source of inspiration, motivation, and encouragement. Remember, it's all a matter of perspective, and it's how you allow your thoughts, ideas, words, and intentions to govern your life. While these five steps towards self-transcendence are not deep spiritual truths, they play an important role in the foundation. It is so important to set a strong, healthy foundation before moving into the deeper truths, because everything I've been sharing with you throughout Season 1 is groundwork. It's educational. It's full of resources and ideas but I've been intentionally consistent with the emphasis on the value and importance of your thoughts, words, and intentions. Now also feelings and emotion. And I'll get into more depth on feeling and emotion and imagination in season two. I've touched on imagination and how that works in the creating process. 
All of these foundational episodes are geared toward your preparation to successfully live beyond limitations and to experience the miraculous in your everyday life. I'm laying out the groundwork for you for the long term. So what is groundwork? I'll give you an illustration of what I mean. I used to ride and show horses in the discipline of hunter-jumpers. I don't know if you've ever seen the way horses jump in the Olympics or maybe in the movies, but just imagine that's your goal, to jump the highest and most difficult course in the Olympics for the gold medal. Do you know most of those horses are well into their mid to late teens before they even reach that level? So why am I sharing this? Because it all begins with years of groundwork before any jumping even starts. In a typical course, there are eight jumps. However, the course is fairly long and complex. So everything in between those eight jumps is groundwork for both the rider and the horse. This is where it's about learning to trust, to become giving, soft and flexible, or yielding, so you're able to make adjustments easily. Okay, here, think about your will, your ego, your fears, bitterness. Your groundwork is where you learn to trust yourself, your intuition, and you learn to let go of struggles the fears and the closed mind. Groundwork is where you build the correct muscle structure and focused mind. This is the same in self-transcendence. You must become focused and committed and train yourself to become strong and healthy, to have good physical and mental health. This comes through the variety of practices I've talked about in previous episodes. And as far as the horse and rider, it's understanding each other and being in unison. That means to work as one. So here, think of your mind and your heart. Do they work together or are they in opposition? Do your thoughts and emotions support each other or do they work against each other? You see, This is very important, and it may be the most important because this is the key to creating your world. And for horse and rider, this is the key to the gold medal. You can have everything else working for you, but if you're not in unison or you're not in agreement, nothing else matters. All the other work is incomplete without agreement. So that's a fun way to look at it. And the five steps I gave you are really for you to use and apply in your groundwork as you're preparing for your gold medal. As always, I believe in you. Until next time. Shalom.